Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to discuss the question of whether or not parapsychology is a science, a legitimate science. Now, I should state at the outset that I'm not much of an experimentalist myself. I haven't had great success in the realm of experimental science, although I did do experiments. Now, Also, I want to point out that there are different approaches to science. Not every science is an experimental science. There are observational sciences, and there are other approaches to knowledge and truth besides science. There's the criminology approach. There's the approach of the courtroom. There's an approach based on education, on practice, on lore, on... um, For example, even poetry. Uh, Some would say that the deepest truths are discovered through poetry. They can't be expressed logically. Nevertheless, I think it's fair enough to say that in our day and age, science is one of the most important approaches to truth. And there are people today, people who have been uh, posting comments on some of my videos suggesting that there is no real science associated with parapsychology. And naturally, I beg to differ. Uh, For starters, let me say this. I have uh, conducted uh, some 14 interviews dealing with, in the new Thinking Aloud series, not even counting the old Thinking Aloud series, dealing with experimental work in parapsychology. And I have created a special page on the newthinkingaloud.com website where you can access these particular interviews. And uh, you'll see in the upper right-hand corner of your screen right now a link to that page with uh, those interviews with experimental parapsychologists. And I would urge anybody who really wants to dig into the experimental science behind this field, they should look into that. As I stated in the introductory video to the entire New Thinking Aloud series, my approach to parapsychology is unique. I don't think it's only an experimental field. I think it is a very holistic discipline with a history that can be traced back thousands of years. I think one needs to know a great deal about spiritual practice, about psychotherapy, about uh, related cultural and philosophical issues, as well as uh, about the practical aspects of being a psychic practitioner and about training psychic abilities. These are the non-experimental aspects that make parapsychology a complete field. But let's look at the history for a moment. The original British Society for Psychical Research was founded in 1882, and the participants at that time included a number of the most prominent scientists of the era. Charles Richet, a Nobel laureate in neurophysiology, being one. Sir William Crookes, 
also uh, was the president of the Royal Scientific Society in England, Sir Oliver Lodge, co-inventor with Marconi of the radio and a president of the British Scientific Society, were all amongst the founding members and early members of the Society for Psychical Research, not to mention William James, America's first great psychologist, a very important philosopher who was a president of the Society for Psychical Research, and as I recall, also the American Society for Psychical Research. Now, that work was largely based on the case study methodology. They approached the uh, study of psychic phenomena the way a detective would approach uh, solving a crime. It was a perfectly valid method and very rigorous. And that continued for many, many years up until about the 1930s when Dr. J.B. Rhine at Duke University began developing the experimental approach in parapsychology using the most advanced statistics of his era and uh, publishing experimental reports which receive worldwide attention. Dr. Ryan in his day was one of the most famous scientists on the planet, frankly. And naturally, it attracted a lot of criticism. But I should say, stepping back, as I recall, it was in 1903 when the Smithsonian Institute magazine published an article about the progress in psychical research up to that point. And they concluded, as I recall from having read the article, that, well, they weren't quite able to prove whether life after death had occurred or not, but surely they had established unquestionably the existence of what was then called thought transference. Well, uh, Rhine did experimental work, uh, card-guessing studies, dice-throwing studies to test for psychokinesis. There was a great deal of criticism. And in 1940, Rhine published with his uh, co-workers, including Gaither Pratt, who I believe was the first author of this book, Extrasensory Perception After 60 Years. And in that book, it's a very important book historically. He listed every single criticism that had been published in the scientific literature about that research, and he addressed them and answered each one and pointed out that there were a number of studies that satisfied every single criticism as of that point. In 1957, the Parapsychological Association was officially founded for people doing research as it was spreading, and the Rhinian paradigm was being followed up by scientists at different universities and colleges and research centers around the world. And in 1969, the Parapsychology Association applied for membership as an affiliate organization of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. Now, this was a big deal to be affiliated with the major scientific organization in the United States. There were some 300 science and engineering organizations that at the time were affiliates, but in order to achieve that status, any association had to go through a very elaborate application 
procedure. They collected dozens of scientific papers. They talked about symposia that were held at major universities and other scientific centers. They pointed out that nine members of the Parapsychological Association at that time were actually fellows of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. And furthermore, the application had to be reviewed and approved by the council of the AAAS. That council met at the Statler Hilton Ballroom in Boston in 1969 and took a vote. And there was some controversy, as there still is. There, Somebody stood up and said, it's not a science because we all know extrasensory perception doesn't exist. And then the great anthropologist, Margaret Mead, stood up and she said, you know, the history of science is full of findings that people at one time said didn't exist. The Parapsychological Association has shown that they are using legitimate scientific methods that are accepted in all fields. They use double blinds. They are rigorous. Therefore, I suggest we admit them. And they took a vote at the time, and it was overwhelmingly approved. And that was in 1969 almost half a century ago, I would say since then, the question of whether parapsychology is or is not a science has been settled. That's no longer an issue. There are still people today who claim so. There are many people who, uh, as I've pointed out in previous segments of the In Presence series, are militant about it. You often hear the skeptics say, there isn't a shred of evidence. That's a phrase that is very common among skeptics, as if thousands of papers at this point and books and testimonials never existed or simply don't count. Now, of course, there are controversies in science. There are people who are calling into question many of the findings of the behavioral sciences in general. Psychology, sociology, economics are in turmoil about problems with replicability. And these issues about questionable research practices in science, of course, affect parapsychology. But let me put it quite simply. Uh, parapsychology is as valid a science and as strong a science as any other behavioral science. And I'll give you an example that the uh, statistician Jessica Utz likes to bring up. Jessica was recently president of the American Statistical Association, and she noted most people take for granted that, for example, aspirin is useful to take to avoid uh, heart attacks. Many, many thousands of people, maybe millions, take aspirin on a daily basis, a baby aspirin. I do, in fact, recommended by my doctor. But statistically speaking, as Jessica points out, the evidence for extrasensory perception is much stronger than the evidence that aspirin will help you avoid heart attacks. So, uh, I hope that uh, those people who uh, question the validity of parapsychology as a science will take the time and trouble to go through the research literature and consider thoughtfully, maybe it's time to 
let go of rigid skepticism, that uh, that kind of insistence that there isn't a shred of evidence is simply the mirror image of uh, a similar segment in the population who take the Bible literally to be the Word of God. I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me.